You are Locked On Browns, your daily podcast covering the Cleveland Browns, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day, Saturday evening, guys and gals, how's everybody doing? Uh, the scrimmage, about wrapping up, got some things to cover here, we'll get you in some words here, obviously, uh, no reason to take a day off, stuff to talk about, uh, so we'll get in all this, uh, you know, tomorrow players will be off, uh, we'll probably find a way to still get you something up for tomorrow, you know, you have to do a little homework, a little research, you know which we actually do. Um, local experts are the biggest stories. Jeff Floyd, Pete Smith, along for the ride. On your daily delivery of all things Dog Pound, the support of Locked On Browns comes from the uh, fine folks over at Manscaped, who is number one in men's below-the-belt grooming. You may have seen them on Shark Tank. Manscaping offers precision-engineered tools for the family jewels. Get 20% off and free shipping with the code Locked. On capital L, capital O, at manscaped.com. That's 20% off at manscaped.com with the promo code locked on capital L capital O. Uh, I, I, I want to get started with this, uh, Pete. Um, Bob Wiley is wilding, and I mean, you want to talk about scorned, hurt, bitter. Bob Wiley seems to fit every one of these narratives. I, I don't know why this is going on this way, and, and you know, I, I think. Uh, you know, I like Bob Wiley, you know, as, as a guy, he's entertaining. Uh, I, I, I know the players like him for the same reasons. I am just confused by this whole thing. Like, I don't know what the upside is. And, and I, I mean, it's, I guess it's theoretically possible that, you know, he's right. But here we are, and, and we're going to see because Ken Zampezi isn't here anymore. So the idea that he was doing all the coaching – uh, I guess is interesting. Although maybe this shed lights on sheds light onto the fact that Bob Wiley hasn't been, you know, if not for Hugh Jackson, uh, Bob Wiley is not back in the NFL uh, last year. Uh, that that so much of Bob Wiley has been spending time in the CFL and stuff, which is not a criticism of the CFL, but. It, May explain why teams have not been interested in bringing him back, bringing him in uh, in the NFL since uh, Bob Wiley's last job was with the Raiders under Hugh Jackson. So uh, the whole thing just strikes me as weird. Uh, I, I, it seems like it's just a big, big old case of sour grapes uh, in that he's not here and and seems to be sticking up for some of the guys in the last regime. And and by all accounts, Ken Zampezi did a nice job. I just don't know where we get the idea that he was that impactful on this whole thing. But uh, if that's the goal here, that he's basically trying to stand up for a guy who who thought he did a nice job in Zampezi, which by all accounts he did, uh, then that's fine. Uh, I guess we'll ultimately find out here shortly how true that is, but so far it doesn't seem like it holds much water. It's uh, it seems very, very, very after the fact. Um, and if Zampezi was doing all this work, do you think John Dorsey would just completely ignore it, dismiss it, uh, pay zero attention to it? Uh, also, one of the things Bob Wiley wasn't even there for one of those games. Uh, I'm not sure about the season finale in Baltimore. But I know for a fact he was not in the building. Uh, I guess it was 23rd or whatever. It was two days before Christmas, the home finale. He wasn't there. He wasn't in the building. He had broke his ankle on the 20th. They told they and they made the announcement. Bob will not be with us Sunday. Um, obviously with the busted ankle. 
So, you know, I mean, you, you're also speaking about that maybe technically we weren't even there for because he was not there for that game. Um, the other thing is if Bob Wiley ever does one again, this is not going to help. Um, nobody likes a tattletale. Nobody likes anybody, you know, think is similar to who was the ex-head coach here. Had a lot of issues controlling his mouth. Nobody's run to bring him in in any capacity. This is the wrong way to go about getting back into a locker room. And, you know, why he's choosing to single out Freddie, maybe he thought, you know, maybe he thought maybe him, he and Freddie had a little bit better relationship and maybe he thought if Freddie was getting the gig, he had a shot at sticking around. Um, but, you know, and here's another thing. A lot of it is, is, you know, you people tell me so much about, you know, when I can't say I want Joe Schobert to stick around or certain players to stick around and you say, well, Dorsey guys. Well, Bob wasn't a Dorsey guy. So why do you not think that he was going to go his own way, you know, as far as, you know, when the opportunity was to hire a new staff? Didn't you think he was going to go away of more his guys? Henceforth, an offensive line coach, Pete, who came from Green Bay. Yeah, well, the, the only thing I can push back a little bit on is the idea that, you know, Zampezi wasn't noticed. I mean, ultimately, if they pick... I mean, I, I suppose in terms of a head coaching interview sort of standpoint, but ultimately, uh, once Freddie was hired, I mean, he was going to get to hire his own staff. So, uh, you know. Whether... No, but I mean, if he was doing all this, why would it? Why would he have not been granted an interview? I mean, yeah. you know, it's you know, it, it was so. I mean, John, it, it makes no sense because it's not like John would not have been not know, and especially once you fired the head coach, it's not like he wasn't going to know what was going on. Yeah, um, that's why the whole thing just strikes as weird. I, I don't know what the thought process here is. Again, maybe it's just uh, defending Zampezi and the job he did for his future, but it's a weird situation. It's like Bob Wiley is basically jumping on a grenade here uh, to try to help him out since his career is largely... I mean, need to coach by any stretch. He's more than a made man in terms of that. But he's, he's done very well, uh, so that... The, the whole thing is weird, but maybe it's just he uh, got caught up in the moment and went too far. I, I don't know. The, the, the whole thing just strikes me as very odd. Well, and the other thing is, even if he's jumping on the grenade, it's not like the pin has been pulled. It, I mean, it's, <laughs> it just seems so weird in that respect. And Zampezi's name hasn't been mentioned here in months. <laughs> so, you know, I mean, it, it's, it is just literally the strangest thing as far as all that's going to go. <clears throat> Pete's going to get to Manscaped, and then uh, we start getting to a couple... Uh, I'm sorry, Pete's going to tell you about the folks over at Blue Chew, then we'll start getting to a couple other things. Right. Uh, the Browns have, you know, the orange and brown scrimmage, which is giving everybody a, uh, a little extra little extra lead in their pencil. Uh, but for anyone who wants to make sure, they always have plenty. Uh, the folks at Blue Chew are there to help you out, to make sure that uh, you're not just... You're not just uh, operating, but you're operating at your best, and you're operating consistently, and you're operating hope, more than once, hopefully. Uh, blue Chew, that is blue, like the color blue. Blue Chew brings you the first chewable with the FDA-approved active ingredients as Viagra and Cialis, so you know they work. You can take them anytime, day or night, even on a full stomach, and since they're twice as fast as a pill, so you can be ready to go whenever you want. Uh, getting a prescription is discreet and easy. Uh, nothing to be ashamed of in terms of making sure the spouse is happy or happy and uh, you're always operating uh, at full capacity. It's no different than, uh, you know, if you take 
supplements or whatever when you go to the gym it's the same concept and no one's going to be embarrassed about that so if they're making the spouse happy so she can make you happy good on you check out blue chew uh enter the uh promo code save some money and and uh get back in there and, and make the, the wife uh or the spouse uh happy uh, promo code locked on capital L capital O and always appreciate the folks at Blue Chew for their sponsorship of the pod. Um, first things first, uh, incredible reaction today uh, with the amount of people showed up at First Energy for this. I mean, geek to the nine, obviously they all were. I mean, the amount of pictures rolling through on social media. Uh, the place itself looks fantastic. Uh, Pete, I, you know, obviously following this team now two plus years, I've never seen that grass so green. It, it, it place just looks phenomenal. Um, and like, you know, this official, obviously every, you know, a lot of people have got out to camp, but you know, Odell gets to see, meet the dog pound. The dog pound meets to get, uh, meet Odell. And it just, you could just see it. And things, yeah, obviously, you know, first they uh, play a team period to Odell. I mean, and it almost sounded, you know, like an early part of a first quarter game. And it just starts to get you yeah, closer and closer and wet the whistle that we're going to start doing some real things come Thursday. Uh, you know, this is yet another sort of hint that, you know, uh, this is real. It's actual football, and it's coming sooner than later. Certainly a ton of guys were kept out of this. Uh, but nevertheless, I mean, you got to see Odell Beckham. You got to see Baker Mayfield. You got to see Miles Garrett in his new visor. Uh, Dragon Balls, baby. Uh, yeah, he's got uh, Dragon Ball Z-related uh, uh, visor with Goku and Gohan there. I don't know how he sees that well. Uh but nevertheless, that yeah, and apparently the big focus is kicker, and this poor awesome oh. side has been booed in a scrimmage. First time in a building. At you know, it, it's just bad. I, I, I apparently again, Greg Joseph has done well for himself, although nobody seems terribly confident. But yeah, uh, Mac Wilson was able to catch a deflected ball off of uh, Barrel Brown's face. And house it. Uh, I guess Baker Mayfield was able to do some things moving the ball down the field, as you'd expect. Uh, but yeah, nothing remarkable. Thankfully, at least so far, nothing injury-wise has been reported, which is the most important thing. And it seems like they're being precautionary with a lot of things. I mean, the thing is over now. Uh, guys are signing autographs and stuff as we speak. But uh, you know, the hope is it was a productive day and nobody got hurt, and that's great. Um, yeah, Dontrell Hilliard, it's actually funny. There was somebody that tweeted at him. It was uh, he, he and his wife were going to be in attendance. It was their 23rd wedding anniversary. They wanted a picture with, uh, obviously with Randall. Randall more than obliged. So, I mean, these guys are really getting it from the fan standpoint right now. And you got to love that. Um, and a couple of things. Yes, um, we'll always know if Mac Wilson did something. Uh, Pete's mentions get lit up like a goddamn pitball, pinball machine. Um, Dontrell Hilliard had a long run. Technically, there was a holding penalty, but Dontrell is certainly showing his wherewithal. But yeah, for Cybert, I mean, this is. <laughs> look, and it's, you know, I mean, yes, we told you we didn't like to pick, but as much as. This we don't like this. This is the same thing we said about Zane Gonzalez after the New Orleans game last week, last year. He's going to lose his job over this. You know, nobody wants that. I mean, he just kicked the ball through the uprights, and you know, Greg Joseph may be winning this kicker battle with a B minus, C plus 
because there are some kicks he's missing. Obviously, a boot of 51 in front of 30, whatever, whatever amount of people show up showed up there today. And nice job, Mrs. Schobert, on you know trying to get more people in the building. But yeah, I saw even people today were well. You know what? We, you know, we decided what we're going to do, and yeah, we're going to go head on up today and go see it. And it's good for the excitement for it. And look, I mean, it's it's going to be a lot harder to get in that building as this year goes on. So if you had the opportunity to today, it was probably a good one to go out there. Uh, Pete, Derek Willies again running with the ones today. I think we're to the point now where it's not even four in the house. I think we got five wide receivers in the house already. Well, I, I do think, again, I, I know there is an injury, uh, but I, I do think part of this is why Blake Jackson was ultimately moved on. I think that the clock, you know, the timing of, with the injuries might happen now, but ultimately I think that was going to happen. And I agree with you. I think Derek Willis is going to make the team, and I think a lot of that, is first and foremost because he can't contribute on special teams, but they like what else he can do. And, you know, based on his body type and overall speed and frame, he does have some of the things that, you know, they had in Brashad Perryman that they might want to try to replicate. I think Callaway is going to end up doing some of those things in terms of his ability to get vertical and those type of things. But if they have uh, a fifth receiver, they're rotating in for whatever reason. Willie's gives them something else that they can do because, you know, if they've got uh, a bunch of defenders defending everybody else and Derek Willies sort of finds a, finds a crease and an opportunity to make a big play, you know, Baker Mayfield doesn't care as long as you get open that he'll he'll find him down the field and, and fire away to see uh, if you can get it, which is, you know, that's what happened. That's That was the whole thing with Perriman to begin with. So uh, obviously Willies had, you know, that little bit of success, uh, with three catches and the overtime victory against the Ravens. And unfortunately in the following walkthrough, uh, the fo- next week he broke his collarbone and, and he talked about in his media availability. He was basically devastated, uh, by that in, in all kinds of ways, which, you know, he's healthy, feels better. He feels stronger as a person having gone through it, which, you know, it's a little cliche, but whatever. But yeah, I think they really like what he can be. It's a question of how long, how long will it take to get there and all those things. But again, it starts with, can you help on special teams? Because if your name isn't Odell Beckham, Jarvis Landry, Antonio Callaway, or Rashard Higgins, not necessarily in that order, uh, your first responsibility as receiver isn't catching passes. It's going to be doing those other things to make sure uh, that they they can cover punts, block four punt returns, cover kickoffs, the rare time that needs to happen, hand steam and all those good things. Uh, so, yeah, uh, I, I think we are getting close to the point where it's a question of, there's about what feels like about seven guys competing for one wide receiver spot, theoretically. Yeah, I mean it's become the worst game of musical chairs going, and you know, and if, and you know, as you were saying, it's it's not going to be mostly it's not going to be decided by your ability to run routes and catch the ball. It's most likely going to be can you contribute as a gunner, uh, things of that nature. And you know, Willie's can do a little of that. Uh, it's one of the advantages Damian Ratley has, but you know, always can't make the club from the tub, so to speak. Uh, obviously, ways to help Pete, ways to help me. iTunes rating reviews, subscribe, drop a rating, drop a written review over there for me. Uh, at Browns Maven, follow, uh, make sure you're following over there for Pete. Um, Browns Maven, I'm sorry, uh, BrownsMaven.com, go over there, become a mom- member, get involved in the forums and on the pieces or whatever, and the sh- best thing is, is you're probably just talking with Browns fans because uh, a lot of NFL Twitter right now doesn't really want to talk with many Browns fans because... 
we're a little excited and people are getting a little upset about that. So there is what there is as far as that is concerned. Um, Pete Higgins, we got it. We got ourselves our first red carpet of the year. And, you know, that's probably one of my favorite things. Yeah. Um, Richard Higgins continues to showcase his talent. Uh, he, he, he's going to be, I, I think he could have a really big year if he stays healthy, uh, you know, relative to what he did last year. I mean, he, he was, it's, it's fascinating that he was so impactful with relatively, you know, if you actually go on the numbers, he didn't do a ton, but he was, uh, he made a lot of plays that counted, uh, you know, so many of his catches were first downs or touchdowns, which is what you want that he and Baker Mayfield continue to have that, uh, chemistry going and and I think when we get to preseason and stuff I, I expect Beckham's going to be out and you're going to see a lot of Higgins in those things and I think he's going to continue to make the case that he's not a third or, or fourth wide receiver that he can he's he's two or two a uh two a two b type thing so you know good good on him I, I continue to be thrilled for him because I think he's certainly you know he, he went from uh cut and practice squad at one point to, you know, there's people who are wondering if we can let this guy go after this year, uh, potentially as a cheap alternative, if they want to move on from Landry, for example, or they just don't want to lose him in general uh, fans. That is, I, I don't know if the Browns are re- realistically thinking about that, that they are hoping they can figure out a way to keep him because if he, you know, because of that, that, that bond, those two seem to have. It just works well, and you know, and that is the one thing because you know, if they thought they truly had something, it it would have probably been cheaper to extend and just get a deal done with Rashard Higgins this off season, and especially where you had some way to absorb, you know, some of the upfront money signing bonus signing bonus money because if it goes well for Rashard trending off of last year, obviously it's only going to up the deal, which could put them in a tougher situation. But you know, that's you know. That's what it is for there. Uh, the players are off tomorrow, uh, so there. Uh, the players are off tomorrow, so uh, back Monday. Uh, obviously, hard practice Monday, Tuesday, probably Wednesday's the light walk. You know, light walk through. Jump the plane off to Washington Thursday night. Pete. I mean, we get to talk real ball, and you know, this is look, guys. Anything up until this point, you know, whether we say it's a positive, we say a negative. We all can. It's. None of this means a stinking hill of beans. Nobody makes a club based on practice. Now, you start showing up against Washington. You start popping some pads. You start making some plays. That shit's for real. That's what counts. Yeah. Um, we're all wrong. Look, we're all wrong for taking it too far here the way we are, whether if it's bad or good. Look, these these are practices. And, you know, and most of the time, these guys have already seen the play a couple of times. I mean... This is when it's it's different. It's real, and it's you know based on your own reactionary skills and you know how good of a player you are. Well, no, my initial thought with the preseason first game is, uh, you know, a lot of guys much- playing. A lot of guys playing who will be substitute teachers in about three weeks. Well, no, I mean, I am not remotely excited about seeing the starters. It's not to say I, I, I'm, you know, right guard is interesting. Seeing those other corners are interesting, uh, but. You know, it's basically hold your breath time until they get off the field. And, and then that's when the real, at least for, for what we're looking at, it you know, because the Browns are in such a different state than where they were the last couple of years, they have very few battles that they're sorting out in that first group. It, it's right guard. Uh, it's co- that one corner spot. It's, it's ironing out those safety spots. And then it's, 
you know, fun in that we get to see a whole bunch of guys that, you know, if you haven't been to camp, you've basically largely heard about, especially like Taki Taki and Mac Wilson and Greedy Williams and those guys. You get to see those guys actually play. Uh, some of these guys, it's seeing, you know, how, how they've grown. If you're holding out hope for a guy like Chad Thomas, you're assuming he's going to play, or maybe he's still sick by then. Who knows? But there's a lot of guys. Daniel Ekwale is a guy that's getting some 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 props from guys. You want to see him. You want to see guys like Kyle Kalis. You know, there's a lot of those guys who are interested. Kendall Lamb is interesting to me, and then I can't wait to see guys like Drew Forbes and Brian Finney and Ganofo and, and, and players of that sort and Sheldrick Redwine and that type of stuff. So it's great that you're going to see, you know, real football, you know, what the Browns and their, and their stuff and everybody gets all excited about that real game uniforms and all that. But uh, no, I'm, I'm way more excited about those other things. And, you know, curious to see how smoothly the game gets called. And it's not like I'm sitting here going, well, the play calls suck. It's more of a flow of the, thing is, is stuff getting handled smoothly or, or, or things getting discombobulated and they need to call timeouts or take penalties because you know just getting things sorted out is isn't where it should be uh and that's you know not a death knell but certainly you know this is the type of stuff where you're sitting there going you know how how prepared does freddie kitchens look in his role how smoothly does this uh, this staff look ready to go it certainly seems better uh and then not for nothing but you know, it be, a lot of the preseason becomes the Mike Prefer show and seeing, you know, the, the special teams are so bad last year. And what's that going to look like now uh, with another year under their belt and more theoretically more talent? Like, where, where is that at? So I, I don't get me wrong. I mean, I'm extremely excited for Thursday. It's real football. I get to actually see a lot of stuff. I get to look at tape, all those things I, I like doing anyway. But. You know, there's some stuff that I, you know, I, I can see and get some meaningful feedback on. I'm not just reading with other people. I get to finally see and look at stuff and and have my own actual analysis of the thing, which is uh, certainly better. I like having actual data I can look at. Uh, so yeah, I, I can't wait. I'm just not as excited about the starter stuff simply because I I just want to get out healthy. Well, and look, we've talked about this every time. I mean, literally, it, it's you know, it, it's like you're a kid when it's a horror movie, and you got your hands over your eyes, and you're just looking at it like one tenth of your total vision. Like, no, 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 he's got the axe. I don't want to see it, but I do kind of want to see it. And and look, we'll continue at nauseum about this, guys. This is there's maybe what seven, eight roster spots, maybe. So you're looking, uh, you red wine, Ron L. Lewis. Uh, you're going to look at the linebackers. Uh, if there's, I think there's seven or eight in, in camp right now, they're not going to run with that many if they're only going to play two most of the time. We're going to look at that. Uh, you know, Hopefully Austin Seibert gets an opportunity and can put one through the uprights because, I mean, this is just not, you feel terrible for this kid. Uh, you know, there was a lot of pressure on him anyway. And, you know, now, you know, you get booed the first time you walk in your stadium. And, look, a lot of people have been going to camp. They know how this – well, I mean, they know how he's been kicking. It's not so much Greg Joseph, but they do know how he's been kicking. Um, you're going to see probably a lot of people in street clothes, and that's fine with that. I'm, I, I, my early expectation is Joe Schobert and Chris Kirksey don't play at all. Uh, you know, as, as a lot of guys shouldn't, but those two in particular have very little to prove in terms of, you know, that type of stuff. And they have a lot of linebackers, as you mentioned, that they need to get eyes on and evaluate. So I would not be surprised at all if it's some combination of Sione Takitaki, Mac Wilson, or Darius Taylor starting out as the first couple linebackers because they need to get eyes on these guys and get as many reps on. But we'll see. I mean, I could have a completely wrong read on how they – 
uh, want to view this, and maybe they do want Schobert and Kirksey. I, again, Schobert in particular, what the hell does he need to do out there? Uh, but, yeah, they're, they're, those positions I think they do need to get eyes on. Defensive end is another one they need to get eyes on. I, you know, I wouldn't expect Garrett and Vernon, Vernon more so than Garrett, but either one. But I, I could see Gennard Avery getting a, a, a decent amount of work before they're on to Zettel and Chris Smith and those guys who do need to sort of make it, make a point about you know, making this final roster. And that's why you know I'm assuming Chad Thomas will be back by then. But he needs to be on the field and, and doing stuff. Oh, the, well, I mean, look, you know, come on. And, and the funniest thing is, you know, and it's – it's look, it's cool. Break chops, whatever. It, it is what it is, guys. But uh, ain't nobody – trying to come back and still run that chad thomas flag right now so um but yeah uh you know the life support on chad thomas it's getting pretty close um gonna put a bow on this uh again you know just a saturday quick hitter to get you guys something out there um to probably you know get way to get back at it tomorrow it'll be nice to actually kind of be almost in a game week next week uh you know looking forward to it you know hopefully get to see some Dwayne haskins obviously for all the ohio state crew so uh should be a fun week as we just start getting closer and closer to football normalcy uh at underscore pete smith of course uh at browns maven brownsmaven.com everything over there the locked on browns twitter account at locked on browns all lowercase throw a follow over there always a follow back account dms are open as well as the personal account at jeff underscore lj underscore lloyd uh, appreciate you all for taking the ride with us this has been your daily delivery of all things dog pound lgb on the lob let's go browns <laughs>